It's that time of the year. Your vacation is coming up. You can already hear the beach waves, feel the warm breeze, relax, and think about work. You really, really want it all to work out while you're away. Monday.com gives you and the team that peace of mind. When all work is on one platform and everyone's in sync, things just flow. Wherever you are, tap the banner to go to Monday.com. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. The Independent Republic of Mike Graham on Talk Radio. More blasted rhetoric from the Banana Republic for people who think capital punishment isn't going nearly far enough. <laughs> Dangerous mid-morning debate with the great dictator. The Independent Republic of Mike Graham on Talk Radio. Good morning and welcome to the Independent Republic of Mike Graham right here on Talk Radio. It is the backbone of our democracy, the last bastion of independent opinion and the safety net protecting us from the increasingly outrageous laws that our politicians are cooking up. I'm not talking about this show, by the way. I'm talking, of course, about our judiciary. Some people think they already get paid too much money and now Theresa May wants to give them a pay rise, taking them up to around about a quarter of a million pounds a year. I say let's pay them even more. Let's give them half a million uh, to, because they are literally the people that are saving us uh, from all kinds of craziness. 0344. 499-1000. Coming up, we'll be crossing live to Alex Dibble over in Windsor. He'll be bringing us a blow-by-blow account of the Poundland Royal Wedding going on now uh, in the face of a pretty stiff breeze. I'm sure somebody's hats are going to be coming off. Uh, Robbie Williams has just turned up. Ellie Goulding's there. Apparently Jimmy Carr has turned up as well. Presumably he's had a word with his accountant to make sure uh, he doesn't have to pick up any of the taxpayers' tab for paying for this wedding. 0344-499-1000. Plus, because it's Friday, it's time for another sparkling edition of the Perrier Awards, a weekly homage to my Brilliance in broadcasting. You'll listen to me, Mike Graham, and Don Neeson on Talk Radio. The Independent Republic of Mike Graham on Talk Radio. But let's talk to Jerry Hayes, a man who's very rarely hysterical. Uh, but if I do call him hysterical, I want you to make sure Harriet Winter hears about it. it. Yeah. Because I do call men occasionally hysterical. Hysterical. Jerry, a very good morning to you. Good morning, Mike. Hi, Jerry. Thank you very much Hi. for joining us, Jerry. Now, I'm going to make you um, even more uncomfortable than I normally do when you come on this show uh, by saying I think that judges are not paid enough money as it is. The fact that they're going to be paid more money, I think, is a great idea. And I think they should actually raise their pay uh, to keep them as independent and as and as kind of comfortable as they can possibly be. Because to me, these are the people that defend our democracy better than anybody else. To a certain extent, you're right. And there's a problem with recruitment uh, when it comes to high court judges. Mm. And they're taken from, you know, the big commercial silks who earn an awful lot of money. Right. We're talking about a £60,000 a year pay rise. You know, this is a thing in the Daily Mail today. Yeah. Uh, a, a, a leaked letter from a, a, a review body says they should get more. And, yeah, you're right. They deserve it. But politically, it's insane. 
because you've got the criminal justice system, which I work in, which is pretty well third world at the moment, uh, where you've got young barristers who can go to do a mention in a Crown Court on a complicated case and get £46.50. And you've had barristers generally, I mean, I need to talk about crime, my, my, my area, uh, who had our fees cut by something like 50% over the last yeah. seven years. So, and then you've got the other dynamic. I mean, you've got this complete fiasco with the Department of uh, Wealth and of, of Work and Pensions. Yeah, Wealth and Pensions, you well, you're well, a very good Freudian slip there. At all. That was a Freudian slip. Yeah. I mean, you know, it's, it, and they're going to have the poorest, the most vulnerable people, worse off by £1,200 a year. Yeah. Uh, you know, this is this is not going to fly. Why? It's, why is it so badly run, though? Why is it that the law, which should be, you know, filled with very intelligent people and with a great desire to uh, to make fairness their watchword, why is it so unfair to the junior barristers and the like of? Because I mean, for for the ordinary layman, you look at a barrister and you see the silks yeah. and you see the, seen a you see the outfit. Mm. Well, Dawn said to me this morning, I've never seen a poor barrister, but there are poor barristers, aren't there? <laughs> there are. There really are. I mean, if you're a you're, you're a young kid, you're just starting off. You've got massive debts, you'll be going into little mentions here and there, you're getting £46.50 here and there. Uh, you, you graduate up a little bit. But a lot of people say, well, what's the point? I might as well go into a more lucrative but more boring area of, of uh, law. So, yeah, I think the reason is it's, there's, there's, it's not sexy for politicians. There's no votes in lawyers at all. We're all scum. I mean, we're like journalists. Oi, 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 oi. Come on. That, not, yeah, yeah. You, haven't, you haven't sunk, on, you haven't I, sunk I, that I mean, low, Jerry. I'm, I'm a lawyer, journalist, and a politician. I mean, all Oh, this, my Lord. He's a burglar and an estate agent, you know. <laughs> so I've done the whole lot. Mm. Uh, uh, there's no votes in it. And the fact is, the MOJ are going to have to cut another £600 million to the government. Yeah. Now, you get a snares book round court, every now and again a ceiling crashes in. The cells get flooded out. Um, it's absolutely appalling. It is third world. Uh, but and also the legal aid system is, is, is unpenetrable for those of us who try to understand these matters. I mean, how does legal aid actually work? Because it not, I mean, in, in a way it doesn't work at all, but people are very puzzled as to who well, gets it like and, this. and who, and who gets paid. I don't know but I can have a guess. All right. You earn more than £32,000 a year. Certainly hope so. Therefore, you're not eligible for legal aid. Right. So in other words... Someone could make a wicked accusation, say a, a, a sexual thing, which yeah. is really terribly damning. Uh -huh. One, you, 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 you'd be, you wouldn't be broadcasting again. That's right. the end of it, even when you're that, acquitted. Yeah. But to pay your fees, you'd have to put your house up. Yeah. And when you are acquitted, what happens is you won't get your money back. Yeah. Where's the justice there? And yet we hear about people all the time who get legal aid who very clearly um, have got more money than that. For example, I know we're going back a long way, uh, yeah. Robert Maxwell's sons, who both managed to get legal aid uh, to defend themselves they in did. the court of law. That, yep. Nobody can work that out. I couldn't work that one out either. Yeah. I mean, I don't think it would happen now. No. Uh, but I mean, you know, to them, they, they were fairly poor at the time. They probably only had about two or three million quid. Exactly. Yeah. To us, it's rather wealthy. <laughs> well, indeed, yeah. But yeah. so, I mean, why can they not get it right, though, Jerry? Well, firstly, you've had two disastrous Lord Chancellors. Mm. Uh, you had Chris Grayling, who's got all the personality of a pot noodle, and that's yeah. old. Well, I mean, to uh, be I mean, fair yeah, to, to Chris Grayling, I mean, everything he touches uh, turns to the opposite of yeah. what Croesus did. It's a gift. It's a gift, mm. isn't it? Yeah. I mean, everything he touches just falls to dust. The railways. Yeah. My God. I know. And then you had Liz Truss. Oh, yeah. Uh, mm. Now, Liz Truss actually started this all off when she was Lord Chancellor, and the irony of the, the whole situation is she's now Chief Secretary to the Treasury. She holds all the purse strings. She's going to have to make the decision. 
No, I mean, she looks like she's another complete waste of space. I mean, she looks like a rabbit in the headlights. Absolutely useless. I don't understand why she's there. So this is going to be a big political story. Uh, Simon Walters wrote it, and he's one of the best, as you know, in Fleet Street. Uh, So it's true. Uh, so what's the government going to do? You know what the government's going to do. They're going to fudge it. They'll say there are all sorts of ways around this. We'll help them out a bit on their pensions. And another good idea, I suspect, that is don't make judges retire at the age of 70. Make it 75 five as long as they haven't gone right. mad. Also, it could be that old uh, chestnut of how do you get a 10% pay rise? Start off with a 32% pay rise and work your way down. <laughs> yeah, absolutely right. <laughs> You know, and everybody's happy. But it yeah. does, I mean, it does seem to me, and I, and I do mean this sincerely, because yeah. you know, Jerry, I have very little time for, for most people in authority. I do actually like the idea of an independent judiciary. I'm glad yeah. that we don't have the same system as they have in America, yeah. as we've just watched the Supreme mm. Court oh, shambles. Right. I mean, what a mess that is, right? I mean, I'm very happy about the fact that we have these kind of slightly interestingly eccentric characters making yeah. sure that the laws of this land do not change, you know, irreversibly. And they actually do keep a certain kind of consistency about about their, their uh, in intricacies of the law. Um, yeah. And I, I, I just wish somebody would get to grips with it properly. Um, yeah. I mean, has the whole Supreme Court thing messed it up as well? No, no. I mean, the Supreme Court is pretty well exactly the same as it was before, except we call it the Supreme Court. Right. Uh, they're still sitting in the House of Lords. It was one of these Blairite things, which was quite a good idea, looked good, but you still... I mean, Oh, I thought they said, don't they sit in that funny building around the back of Westminster Square? That's true. Uh, I used to practice law there. That used to be a crown court. Yeah. Yeah, but, it's, it's, you know, it's they're, they're good guys. Also, they are the people who really do protect us more than politicians. You remember mm. way back, Supergun. Uh, the security services were quite prepared, and the government, for that matter, were allowed quite prepared to allow a load of innocent people to go to jail because it was uh, reveal various other secrets. And it was the judiciary who stopped in, stepped in and said, no, this is wrong. The politicians didn't. So you're right. We've got to pay them right, but £60,000 more a year... That's mad. It really is. Okay, so, I mean, £240,000 a year they're going to be on. Yeah, I mean, but I'm I mean, sorry. Yeah, I'm sorry. No, in this day and age, Dawn, that is not a lot of money. There are loads of people in London who have got uh, less important jobs than people yeah, in I, the I, judiciary I, I know. I totally, who are making, you know, I, I people totally say to me agree, now, but, you know, how much money do you need to make in London to be well off? And I'm going to say to you, Jerry, that yeah. if you're not making two hundred grand a year, you're not well off in London anymore. No, you're not. Well, no, not. I, I totally agree, but I, it's, you know, so, we've, you know we've got the for armed forces and... You know, nurses and yeah, but that's not comparison. Nurses are nurses are nurses are not having to make uh, decisions which affect the rest of the world. But they could be the saving your life. That's going to affect well, the rest of your fine. world. Yeah, but they want to be a nurse because they want to be a nurse. You yeah, know, they're but not, we should they're, pay no, them more. No, this I is don't ridiculous. want to pay nurses two hundred thousand a year. It's ridiculous. I'm not saying two hundred thousand pounds, two hundred forty thousand pounds a year, but I don't think they should be earning two hundred forty thousand pounds a year either. Well, yeah, but especially, that's because you're a bit of a closet communist. I know a closet communist, and I'm going to get hysterical now. Especially don't get hysterical. Whatever you do. <laughs> This is like Piers and Susanna. Oh, oh, oh God! Please, no. I was with Actually, her. La- I was with. I was with her last night. I don't want you to say that the wrong way. Uh, and uh, she was very excitable about Piers Morgan. But what can I say? Yeah. Luckily, she only has to work three days a week. Unrequited passion. Yeah. But especially when you have got the whole mess of the uh, universal credits going on at the moment, and the poorest I'm people death in that. this country. It's I terrible. know. I know. It's a bit dull, and it's it's a bit hard to get your head around. But it's a total mess, and the poorest people in this country, who are working, by the way, most of these people. Are going to be two thousand four hundred pounds a year. Let me ask Jerry's view of this because I want I want your view of this, Jerry. I was watching a quite a bit of Question Time last night. I got home a bit late. And I was watching it through sort of one eye closed, and I thought to myself, I have no idea why we have so many people in this country who get free money. Loads of people are given free money. 
and I find, and they're all complaining about it. Well, I don't think it's quite as easy as that. I think what the the the, the whole idea of universal credit was to encourage people get to get back to work. Right. Exactly. With Daft, you were getting people earning twenty five thousand pounds a year for doing nothing. Yeah. yeah. Daft. And by the time you've got the housing benefits and everything else on it, well, there is no incentive to go out to work. Why should you? So that had to be changed. Everyone agrees with it. And one thing I agree with Esther McVeigh, because of the, the, the new scheme which is going through, a thousand people a day go to work. Excellent, good news. However, we've got to get it right. There's going to have to be transitioning, and we've got to make sure that those people who really deserve it, not the free money types, those people who really deserve it, who are disabled on their uppers, just can't cope for the time being, need to be brushed down, stood up, and given a chance to get some work. But they mustn't be out of pocket. I mean, you know, the odd quid here, the odd quid there, it's going to be difficult for them. But £200 a month, yeah. and you've yeah. got nothing, that is just stupid. Yeah. Yeah. And John Major was right. There, there will be riots because of this if it goes through. It's not going to go yeah, It's the new council tax thing, isn't it? I mean, the poll tax. Yeah, I know, but the whole idea is still wrong. Jerry, listen, I appreciate Thanks, your time. Jerry. Thank you very much indeed. Jerry Hayes there, former Tory MP, criminal barrister as well. He says basically that the criminal justice system in this country is shot to pieces. It is shot there to needs pieces. To be fixed. I agree. It and needs I mean, to be fixed. he's right. He's right to point out that, you know, the infrastructure is bad. You know, the, the, the judges are not really paid enough money. They can't recruit enough people. They don't really know what is going on. I mean, it's any wonder that we read from week to week of, of some horrible mistake that's been made because the judge didn't give uh, the right person the right sentence or the judge allowed somebody to be released who shouldn't have been released. Yeah, but they're hardly on Struggle Street, are they, Mike? I yeah, mean, but, come yeah, on, but, they're not. Yeah, but you see, you have the politics of envy all the time. You're always saying, oh, well, these people shouldn't make that kind of yeah, money. The, the they, they, they have got every right to make an absolute fortune I as barristers, right? I would a 32% right? pay rise. Would you? Thank you. Okay. Yes. Well, why that's don't you go and get one? That's not the politics of envy. That's well, common you... sense. So, get this right, we're going to talk about this later on. The, uh, the, the outfits that are apparently now banned from uh, being worn at Kent University for Halloween, right? The Crusades, can't wear any of those. Right. Uh, Nazi uniforms, priests, nuns, cowboys, Native Americans, ISIS bombers, an Israeli soldier, right? What why, about, why you know, can't you go as an Israeli soldier? What about a UN peacekeeping soldier? Is that all right? Yeah. Uh, Tory boys, I don't even know why they would ban those. What about Chavs? Tory girls? Oh, well, it doesn't say they ban oh, Tory girls. Chavs are banned. The Prophet Muhammad. He's also banned. Getting that bit. Jimmy Savile, Harvey Weinstein, uh, and dressing up as a gender or sexuality they don't identify with if the purpose is to belittle. How would you know that? Well, exactly. So, but... like you were saying, a lot of men like to dress up as women in this country, right? When they go to fancy dress parties. Well, you uh, can't do that. If you are now no. being accused of not identifying properly no. as a woman, no. then presumably that's you offensive. You can't do that. But, but, what but, a load of old cobblers. But, but I can, according to this list, where they're given permission to yeah. dress up as a nurse. So I can go. Okay. As, I can go as a sexy nurse, right. you know, like carry that's on, okay then. carry on, Starly, and that's perfectly acceptable. I see. Despite the fact that doesn't make any sense. Proper to me. nurses yeah. don't like that sort of thing, don't they? No. Why not? Well, because they think it's belittling their profession, oh, and they might a have favor. a point. Oh, do me a favour. They might have got a say. bit hysterical about no, it. I think they might. Because yeah. why are we talking about Halloween outfits when there's a display of lovely outfits? Well, because there's going a, Halloween, the a sort wedding. Of Halloween wedding going it on. It is a bit. Here comes another roller. Let's go to Alex Dibble, who's live in Windsor for us. He's going to be there all day covering this wedding, and no doubt the shenanigans afterwards as well uh, Alex a very good morning to you a very good morning hi Alex um, it is pretty hi it's pretty windy in yeah. Windsor as Rachel was saying in the news um, that's the weather across most of the country but this is causing a problem I'm not gonna lie to you guys because yeah. people are arriving in very large hats they're arriving in very large Rolls Royce cars as well it would seem 
They are, although, unfortunately, a lot of the A-listers seem to have gone in through another entrance because ah. most of them have not come past where I am here and some of the people who've been out are here... Are you telling me you're in standing in the wrong place? <laughs> hey? Yes, that's exactly what sake, I'm saying. Alex, yeah. Why are you in the wrong place? Well, well, you can't just waltz into Windsor Castle, Mike. You know, if you ever try it, you know, you, especially on a day listen, like today, listen, there matey, are people listen, getting in matey, the way. I was at Windsor Castle when it was burning down before you were born. So don't tell me how to get in and out of Windsor Castle, because I can probably tell you. So, in any case, Alex, what's the atmosphere like down there? He doesn't know he's in the wrong place. (laughs) No, hang on, Mike. Let's get one thing straight. I'm in the wrong place to see some celebrities. I'm in the right place to be with most of the crowd. Alex, Alex, do not rise to the bait, right? Okay. Don't get hysterical. What's the atmosphere like? Well, it's <laughs> it's uh, it's good fun. Um, there weren't many people here early this morning, um, but a lot more people. Oh, sorry, balloon is just blown in my face. A lot more people have uh, have turned up, and um, and the Union Jacks are sure, waving, and everyone's uh, in in a good mood. I'm just going to see if I can introduce myself to a couple of people. I'm very sorry, ladies, to interrupt. Uh, would you mind if I just had a quick word? My name's Alex. I'm with Talk Radio. Um, I feel like Silla Black, but um, what's your name? Where do you come from? I'm Hazel Scott, and I'm from Berkshire. Excellent, I'm and. Uh, I'm Anna Geisen. I'm from Finland. Wow! So we got a huge range already, and just to, to so, w- w- what do you make of the atmosphere? Were you here in May for Harry and Meghan or not? No, I watched at home on the telly in Australia. <laughs> That's a fantastic answer. I thought she was from Finland. Um, so you're up in the middle of the night. Um, so how come you've uh, come all the way from down under to see Princess Eugenie if you weren't here for Harry and Meghan? Well, we had holidays booked to come and see our friends, and then when she said, "Will we book Windsor?" we said yes. Excellent. And have you seen, because I've, I've just been saying, I, I think I've been in the wrong place to see most of the guests arrive. Have you seen anyone? No. No. None. <laughs> Is only, that a little bit disappointing? Well, they're in the wrong place as well, Tom. getting YouTube pictures from Australia for us. <laughs> <laughs> so you're in Windsor and you're watching the celebrities arrive on YouTube. This is fantastic. Oh, look, Fergie's just arrived. I appreciate your time. Thank you very much. <laughs> what is she wearing? <laughs> can, you see, can you see Fergie, uh, Alex, where you are now? No, I can't. Where see the hell are you? Are you Mike? in Windsor? Are you sure you're in Windsor? <laughs> hey, the mother, the mother of the bride so, uh, has Alex, just arrived, uh, yeah, Alex. And, uh, Alex and she's uh, wearing a very odd green sort of number. Yeah. A lot of people wearing green, green today. By green the way, green is the colour. What colour are you wearing, Alex? Um, I'm in my classic Berghouse red jacket. Other jackets are available, but uh-huh. as you know, journalists always, always yep. wear North Face or Berghouse mm-hmm. uh, because because of the wind. Yeah. Um, so I wanted to be prepared, What's and going I'm, on with I'm, that hat? as you know, because I don't have a ticket, um, an invitation right. uh, to St George's Chapel. I thought I'd get away with it. Okay. Mm-hmm. So what are you actually looking at? The crowds, the castle, um, and also the hubbub. Uh, there were a lot the of hubbub. sort of groomsmen. <laughs> There was one particular groomsman at about 7 o'clock this morning uh-huh. running through the town of Windsor. looked like he had a, another suit under his arm. Oh, yeah. I thought even, even when it comes to a royal wedding, there's still somebody who's forgotten something important on the day. Mm. Yep. So um, that's the kind of thing I'm observing. There's also a guy, and I quite enjoyed this, um, because, of course, this is a smaller event than Harry and Meghan. It of is. course it is. Much, much smaller. But there was a guy still trying to sell wedding scarves with mm. Jack and Eugenie on them really um, and he oh was getting Lord. absolutely nowhere no one was having them um, and I asked him are, you gonna, are you going to be bringing back some, no. some, some royal tat for us um, would you like me to Mike what I think would you, you like me to pick up for I think you? a mug or two would be good always useful <laughs> to have more. the more mugs the merrier in, uh, in the office here 
Well, the more mugs... Mugs are so easy to collect, aren't they? They That's are. so easy I, to I collect. would actually like a champagne want... flute. It's You'd a like... wedding. A champagne right, flute. Dawn would like a champagne, champagne a royal yeah. champagne Please. flute Thank for you. Dawn, if you could mm-hmm. see one of those. Yeah. Now, I must also pick you up on something else that I've noticed, that nobody seems to know how to pronounce the bride's name. Eugenie. Princess Eugenie. I've heard you say Eugenie and Eugenie already. I know, I think you might have misheard. I think I might have no, said No, that's what you Eugenie. said when you messed up on the whale. No, I didn't mishear it twice. <laughs> I've not misheard you. No, no. You said Eugenie and Eugenie. Look, the poor boy's just got a balloon in the face. Come on, so I mean... A balloon? Yeah. Come on. Well, it, I'm, I'm, Rachel Jewell is, is going, you know, going nuclear on this because is she? She, is, she is convinced it is Eugenie because yeah. Eugenie has apparently explained that to pronounce her name correctly, you've got to say Eugenie's. And that's the way okay. to, to remember oh, right, it. Okay. But everybody else, including Julie Hartley Brewer on Talk Radio, and everybody else seems to be saying Eugenie. Okay. Some people say Eugenie. Yeah. And um, and she has admitted that she's used to every pronunciation. Okay. So I'm sure she's not going to pick you up on it. So what are we going with then? Well, I think we're going with Eugenie. Eugenie. Okay. Right. I, I'm going with the rich yeah. bird who we're paying for to get married. Okay. I don't think right. you can say bird on this radio oh, station. Oh, no, I don't think that's allowed. Uh, no. Alex, listen, a pleasure as ever. Cheers, uh, We'll come Alex. back to you very soon, uh, as soon as you've found your way to Windsor, uh, so that you can get a better view of what's going on. Alex Dibble, somewhere near Windsor, I think. Uh, absolutely nowhere near the action, but standing amongst a load of people who seem to be from Finland and Australia at the same time. The same time. Maybe How does a, that work? Maybe there's a town called Finland in Australia we just haven't heard some, of Only it. Dibble could do this, right? Introduces a woman who's from Finland and then uh, he <laughs> we says... We were watching at home in Australia. How long have you been here? I've come from Australia. It's just... But I would like to say that I do think... It's tremendous Sarah, stuff. Sarah Ferguson actually looks quite nice. I don't it's know a, what's going on with the hat, it's though. It's a fitted, no, but dark green dress yeah, with a matching hat. I'm not, I'm not going with Emphasising her curves. Yes. I think she looks okay. It's a bit tight for my taste. Okay, well, yeah, probably you know, would be a bit tight on a bit you. like my shirt. Um, and Beatrice, I wasn't going to say that. Mm. And Beatrice is wearing sort of like a, a dark purple yeah, but, but the, the hat that fitted. she's got on... But right, it looks like a headband. Fergie's got this hat on, but yeah. it looks like... it's You know that uh, those the jokey scarves you used to get if you were pretending you were in the RAF and you stick a kind of a, 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 a bit of wood in it so it looks like it's being blown by no, the wind? No, that was just Mike. Was that just mm-hmm, me? Yeah. Well, it looks like uh, she's got the bow, but it's kind of a, a, a hard bow. It's not soft. Stiff. Stiff bow. Exactly. That's what I'm looking for. Um, <laughs> that's a lie. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah, I can't answer that. Um, but why? Why would she wear that kind of hat, though? I don't well, understand. Well, because I mean, it does look. It looks quite nice. I think it does look nice, and obviously, it's high fashion, which is something obviously neither of us know anything about. Whatsoever. I don't think it is actually. I really don't think no, it but, is. Look, look, look. I mean, um, look, uh, it's like it's got, it's got, Beatrice, it looks like she's yeah, got ears no, coming out does. the top of her hat. It does look a bit. She like, looks like it, a you know rabbit ears. Rabbit ears rabbit coming ears. out of the hat. That's what it looks like. It yeah, okay. Rabbit ears coming out of a hat. Yeah, That's okay. exactly what it is. It looks weird. It's that time of the year. Your vacation is coming up. You can already hear the beach waves, feel the warm breeze, relax, and think about work. You really, really want it all to work out while you're away. Monday.com gives you and the team that peace of mind. When all work is on one platform and everyone's in sync, things just flow. Wherever you are, tap the banner to go to Monday.com. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. 
Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. The Independent Republic of Mike Graham on Talk Radio. I should have known you'd always keep me. This is the Independent Republic of Mike Graham. You know what to do. 0344-499-1000 is the number. You can tweet us, of course, at Dawn Neeson, at IROMG, and at Talk Radio. Uh, we'll be doing the Perry Awards in the next hour. We will. Hour. I can't wait. Uh, I'm hoping to win a load more of them. My because, highlight uh, of the week. Usually, I get quite a lot of them, don't I? Because it's always fiddles, because it's yours. Yeah, well, you know, I deserve to get some recognition for, for, for what I do here at Talk Radio. You, you know? get a lot of... We, we all admire you, Mike. I don't we get enough. We all think you do a sterling job. I know that, but yeah. I don't get told enough by the management how good I am. You know, so frankly speaking, you know, I need a bit more. Maybe sort the management of, uh, don't actually think that. You maybe are good see, that's always the worry. <laughs> that could be that's the stumbling blocks of that, that is, one. That is always mm, the worry. Mm. Uh, however, uh, I could be replaced at any time by a robot. Yeah, I know this is an intriguing and one, this isn't it? This particular robot that we're going to talk about is culturally aware. Which is much I more than I, I am. Don't, the, the, the sentence here, right? This is yeah. a story about a robot. It's going to be questioned by MPs. Yes. Uh, in which is believed to be a parliamentary first, right? Pepper. Right. That's the word I understand. Pepper. Pepper. The, is name, that the, of the name of the robot, of the robot? is Pepper. Oh, right. Like, is, as in Pepper Potts. As in Pepper, salt and pepper. Yeah. Is a culturally aware android. Yes. It's going to be grilled on the fourth industrial revolution. Oh, yeah. What? I didn't know there was a fourth industrial revolution. I, I, or a third, I remember. For that matter. <laughs> no. I thought it was only one. I, I, yeah, I, I, I mean, got a grasp on that. That one, I was going to say, I remember doing history at school. Well, it was only the one industrial revolution, industrial revolution yeah. wasn't it? Maybe they've had three while we've sort of like been getting mm, old. Well, maybe there's three to come before. I don't, I don't understand a word. Well, of I'll what tell you what, let's about. talk to somebody who might know. Jamie Bartlett is author of The Dark Net, which sounds a bit Ooh. ominous to be honest. Mm. Jamie, very good morning to you. Morning. Hi, what's Jamie. All, what's all this about the fourth industrial revolution then? <laughs> yeah, you know what? I'm not actually entirely sure what ah. the second, what the third one. No, is. I mean, I, well, I, I, that's what I I'm saying. I thought it was only one. It's not us just being thick, then. I think, Good. I think that the third one is the digital revolution, and the idea that the fourth one is the artificial intelligence revolution. So, this ah, okay. Is, uh, right. the, mm. the second one. Oh, mm. I'm not entirely sure. No. I yeah. Okay, all right. Well, well, that's interesting because I suppose we, as kids, were, were, were taught that by the year 2020 or something like that, uh, we'd all have robots in the house. We'd all have, you know, no need to go to work anymore because we'd have all these kind of labour-saving devices that we would be instructing to do all sorts of things for us. It hasn't quite worked out like that. Well, actually, it sort of has, but they're just not the robots that you imagine. Hmm. I mean, if you think about your phone... Really, that is a that is a form of a robot. Yeah, I suppose so. I mean, it's doing it's doing things for you all the time. It's your map. It's looking at it's ordering food for you. Yeah. It's giving you information. It's your library. But we always thought that these robots would be hardware. They would actually look like us and walk around the house mm. like us. But it, it hasn't quite turned out like that. Which is why this Pepper the robot in Parliament is 
Yeah, it's a bit of a stunt. It's sort of interesting. But the real action is the stuff you can't see. It's all that sort of engineering and software that's on the inside. It doesn't need to look like a human. It does actually a little bit. It's shaped like a human. This one does. It's quite cute, actually. Yeah, Yeah. just to make us feel a bit more sort of, you know, at ease with it. But it could, obviously, it could sort of look however it wants. Mm. And what sort of questions do you think these MPs are going to ask? Because they're not really famous for being particularly down with the kids or, or up with technology. Yeah, got, they could be worse than us. Matt Hancock, the guy that had, uh, so uh, full of himself that he'd launched his own app, uh, which then <laughs> everybody ignored, you know. <laughs> yeah, yeah, led, 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 to, led, led to some funny phrases. Yeah. Like, I'll, mm. I'll Matt Hancock me later if you want to meet up. <laughs> but, um, but, um, but the, yeah, I mean, the, que- the, the interesting thing about the questions, I think, is I imagine it's going to all be pre-prepared questions, so that the the robot knows in advance what they are. So to make no, that's sure, not fun. Well, that's exactly the point. I mean, I, I actually think it would be. If, the thing is, if it didn't know, and the robots were just asking it. Sorry, and the humans. God, I'm calling the MPs robots. If, if, it's if, easy, if, easy mistake. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> if the MPs were actually just asking sort of unpredictable questions, as as you or I would answer. Um, you will find, actually, that it would really struggle. Yes. It wouldn't understand a lot. It would have to keep asking for the question to be repeated. But if it's being given the questions in advance, that's no fun because that's like having a conversation with a tape. It's a little bit, it's a little bit pointless. Well, it's, it? like yeah, other, it's, bit. it's like every other select committee you watch. Yeah, exactly. I mean, yeah. There's never very many surprises in it, is there? Yeah. Well, that's the thing. and I mean, we'll, we'll see. We'll see. I imagine they're going to be pre-prepared. I imagine it's a bit of a stun. It's part of this sort of... You know, this parliament, this old parliament is trying to get down get with down the kids. With the times, exactly. Showing, you know, that we're really embracing this technology. It's a bit of a bit of a sort of ham fisted way of doing it, maybe, mm. but at least it's a start. Well, evidently, Pepper uh, teaches primary school children and cares for older people when it's not being grilled by MPs, oh, yeah. obviously. Yeah, there's actually a lot of them. It's not a, it's not a unique robot. I mean, you, you know, it costs a couple of thousand dollars. You go and buy one and have one in the studio if you want. Replace one of you two. Stop it. Um, yeah, it? that's a great idea. Stop I'm it. I'm up for that. Don't go there. <laughs> but but they're, they're commercially available, these these robots. And, and yeah, the, the idea is that it, you know, it, it can... You'd be surprised how sophisticated these machines can actually be. And, and I think what's important is that don't just think about now. Think about in 10, 15, 20, 30 years' time. They only get better. They're better and better at conversing with us because we're giving them lots of data. We're giving them all these conversations that we have. They re- sort of they're able to capture that data, see how we respond, and then try to imitate us. So it's inevitable they're going to get much better. So when Pepper turns up again in a decade or goes into a school or looks after the elderly in a decade, it will be far better than what you see in front of the MPs now. And um, they're going to take over, aren't they? Well, like Terminator. Uh, yeah. No, I don't think they're going to take over like that. I, still, I don't think the idea, sort of the idea that they, they develop a consciousness of their own mm. and then start to act under their, their own direction, I think is the wrong way of thinking about it. Like that's a question that's really for the philosophers. The, re- the intelligence of the machine is different. It's about being able to you know, replicate things, calculate things, imitate human behavior at incredible speed with amazing accuracy and so taking over might mean taking over certain jobs and certain aspects of the economy certain tasks but that's not quite the same as sort of being in charge it does however i think create all sorts of problems 
but they're not the same as being blown up by Skynet or Terminator. No, quite. Mm. Because I'm assuming that in maybe 10 years' time, Jamie, we will have many more kind of driverless cars knocking around. We'll have more smart homes being built and people being able to, you know, switch on their electricity from 50 miles away and all that kind of thing. Because we're kind of already there, aren't we? You can do that now with the electricity thing, can't you? Heating. Yeah. It's the direction of travel, isn't it? No doubt about it. Sadiq Khan has said he wants London to be the world's smartest city, which doesn't really well, mean... Well, he resign. Well, firstly, <laughs> I was going to say, firstly, he has to leave his job. It's brilliant. I was thinking the same way today. Oh. Well, it just means connected. It just means connected. Everything's connected. And, you know, I picture this and you're having done work on the darknet and other stuff. In a decade, you'll be down, going downstairs to get your coffee from your smart coffee machine, but yeah. it will have been hacked. Yes. By some Russians well, that's what scares me. Well, that's you what see, scares me, seriously. You mentioned, you mentioned the dark Taking over. Name of your book. I mean, mm. I keep hearing about the dark web, but what I have no it? idea how to get what to it. it. I'm not sure I want to get to it, but, you know, people talk to me about it all the time now. Yeah, yeah. It's. Um, I guess it's It's partly that people feel quite secure there. You know, because it's this encrypted part of the internet, where you can't be traced easily, you can't be followed around by adverts. Right. You're not being constantly tracked all the time. And a lot of people, I think, with all the sort of revelations that we've heard over the last few months about surveillance and monitoring, it's all becoming more popular because okay. even though there's a lot of really bad things There's a lot of dodgy it, stuff on so there. So it's, it's not, not, just, terrorism it's not and... just a place for criminals, in other words. Mm. find dark place, people will find ways of you know using mm. that for evil. But, but journalists use it as well. Yeah. You know, it's designed for journalists and whistleblowers, but obviously criminals are always quick to take these opportunities up as well. I keep hearing it's a place to go to get sort of bootleg albums, bootleg, um, uh, you know, movies, bootleg access yeah. to various sporting events, which are pay-per-view and all that kind of thing. But as yeah. I say, I, I would wouldn't have no even idea. know where to start. I wouldn't know where I to really start either. Start. Better not ask you, Jamie, because it might be illegal. Jamie, thanks very much. Thank indeed. you, Jamie. This is the Independent Republic of Mike Graham. Lots more to do, including, of course, the Perry Awards. We'll check in with Alex Dibble as well uh, down in Windsor. Uh, 03444991000. Matthew Wright coming up at one o'clock. Uh, right now, we're going to go at the phones. Dan uh, is in Warrington. Hello, Dan. Hello, how are you? I'm very Hi, well, Dan. mate. Long time yeah, no speak. Long time no speak. Don't Blimey. be offended now. <laughs> no, no. Listen, I, you know how easily offended I am. You know, just be careful. hysterical. <laughs> <laughs> On, on this uh, this fancy dress thing. Yes. Right? I remember a couple of years ago there was a Man United player. Now I'm a Liverpool fan, so I'm not I'm not going to defend the Man United player. However, he mm. went dressed as a suicide bomber to some. Fancy oh, I remember dress. that. Yeah. That was it, and he and 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 he had to apologise in the national press. Yes. And I, and I thought to myself. The same people that were probably complaining probably sat down the following week to watch the blockbuster, the Hurt Locker, yes. with suicide bombers in. Sure. So, I mean, I think the trouble is, Dan, if you are in the public eye, and it's like it's like Prince yeah. Harry, yeah. you know, even though he yeah. wasn't really in the public eye when he did it. If mm. you're if you're likely to be someone that other people know, it's probably yeah. not a great idea to be pictured wearing something stupid. It might not be a great idea, but my, my point is more to the people that are moaning about this. But they're okay to sit down on a Saturday night with a, with a, with, a, with a bottle of wine and watch, for example, is it the BBC's new blockbuster that they've just done, the, the Bodyguard? No, the Bodyguard, involved, yeah. Involved. So, so they're okay to watch actors dressed as dressed up as suicide yes. bombers, you know, act murderers and right. and all the rest of it. But yeah, it offends them if Dave down the street goes to a fancy dress. Sure. Mm. Well, we are. I mean, unfortunately, you know. we have now entered the realms of being offended on behalf of other people. I'm not sure. Exactly. I'm not sure what's so offensive about it that you would be offended. Well, well, that's it, isn't it? You'll just be offended because it's offensive, and, and the fact that you're offended for no reason. Yeah. 
I'm just permanently offended by everything. Just be offended by everything, yeah. And the fact that this university's come out and sort of put out this list, what what are we up against? Kevin, this is, you know, these are the youngsters that are cream of our education system. They're going to be running the country in a few years' time. God almighty. I'm, 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 I'm scared of the idea. <laughs> time to, time, to, uh, time you know. to emigrate, I think, Dan. I think, I think what we should actually do, and I'm serious here, Uh-oh. we should all go somewhere and start our own country, you know, exactly. for sensible people only. Yeah. And you can only get in if you pass a test. Okay, who's uh, setting the test, Mike? Me. Right, okay. Yeah, is that the independent republic yeah. that you're talking yeah. about? Yeah, yeah. I think we, I think we go, I'm, we go I'm take over, we take over an island somewhere in the Outer Hebrides that nobody's living on. I know it's a bit cold yeah. up there, it's but a bit still, cold. But it'll be fine. Cold enough here. Don't worry about that. I mean, you can still go on holiday to a hot country if you wish. Right, okay. But you have to, in yeah. order to be there, you have to be tolerant of other people's views. Right, you have to actually not be offended by anything, uh, and you yeah. have to be willing to uh, drink smoke, party as much as you like uh, and not be worried about the consequences. Bits of that sound quite good. I'm ready. <laughs> okay, I think, I think we'll organise the, we'll the sharabang soon, Dan. Thanks very much. It's 12.45, it's Friday, it must be time for this. The 2018 Perrier Awards on Talk Radio. That's right, folks. <laughs> I did such a good job at this last week. I went home and it my, can't hus- be any worse, and my husband said, did you read any of that before you read it out loud? It's yeah. like, no, I don't take any notice of any case. Right, shut up. To All it. right, then. Right, that's right, folks. The Royal Wedding today is the second most classy event happening after the Perry Awards. Mm, Yay. Well done. Every... Reading out loud. Every don't make me laugh. Do not make me laugh. I won't. Every Friday we cast our ears back over the past week as the so-called Independent Republic so of Mike Graham and choose our favourite moments. So let's find out who our lucky winners are this week's. Yay. Our first winner this week is called Paddy in Suffolk. He wins the Perrier for the wrong name of the week for his titles for both Daisy McAndrew and George Mombiot. Let's talk to Paddy who's in Suffolk. Hello, Paddy. Yeah, good morning, Mike. Good morning. Uh, good morning. Is it dawn today? It's Daisy today. <laughs> I've been listening to John Mombier there, and I'm going to take... I'm going to change. Oh, bless. Mombier. Oh, yeah. He hates that. Well, I had to ask. I yeah. did have to ask on, off air for this And one. he hasn't even seen it written down, to no. be fair. <laughs> no, that's fair. And, and Dawn and Daisy, both begin with a D. Easy. Easy. Right. Oh, OK. I'm Daisy. sure... <laughs> I'm sure you will all agree that this show prides itself on balance. <clears throat> The aforementioned, I can't do this, the aforementioned George Mombier, however, wins a perio for upsetting that equilibrium. How was that? Very good. When he seemed to quite literally lose his balance. Sure, there's still a lot of bad stuff going on, but they are moving towards an electrified... (laughs) (laughs) That was his version of shut up, I'm still speaking, I think. Right, okay. (laughs) Uh, Right, okay. Back to Paddy in Suffolk, who also wins a perrier for Scientist of the Week. If every piece of ice in the Arctic melted, the sea would not go up one inch. How do you work that out? (laughs) (laughs) Well... You can work it out yourself. <laughs> How come he's got two perials already? I haven't I got any. No, you haven't got any There's yet. There's something going wrong here. You're not getting this one either. This is not hey. good. Uh, the next perio goes to the fashionista that is myself. Well, mm. hey, I win the award for best accessory idea. You know, if I was writing something about my other half and it'd just been snogging some random bird in an alleyway, yeah. I would not start off with, hello there, my name is Rebecca Abbott. I am not a victim. 
I'll be wearing certain parts of his anatomy for my earrings. Yeah, to be honest you with might. You. <laughs> yeah, right. Also, you wouldn't be saying you're Rebecca, whatever her name is. That's not your name. No, well, that's the other reason. No, you be saying absolutely. It. <laughs> yeah, I'd forgotten I said that. Oh my yeah. lord! Right. Well, that's good that he's now been reminded of it. So yes, no indeed. Bad thing. Yeah, so be careful. Yeah. Um, it's time for Mike to go Mystic Meg now. Mm. He wins the Perio for prediction of the week for his guess on what will happen on this week's Strictly. Unless, of course, Which he's in love with Katya. In which case, it'll be a very nice romantic story. In which case, Katia has an issue because her husband's also on the same dance floor. What if he uh, proposes to her on the on the show? Oh, that'd be lovely. That'd be nice, oh, you're romantic at heart, aren't you? Yeah. <laughs> like absolute car crash oh television, that one. And then the guy comes on with the rock that he was lying on, rock. throws it yes. at uh, at uh, Sean, yeah. knocks him out, yeah. you know, and then sweeps off the wife. And run, And then just as they're running out of the studio together, you know, Neil with his Katia in his arms, <laughs> you know, outside is, uh, what's her name, Rebecca? Rebecca, Rebecca, yeah, with a rifle, already. right? With a rifle, she shoots Katya, and it all ends horribly on the streets yeah. outside. Listen, I got a future in script writing. I think. I mean, Con was shaking his head when I said it the first time. Uh, yeah. Doing it again now. Yeah. Well, why'd you put in the periers then if you hate it so much? <laughs> no, it, was, great it idea. was brilliant, Mike. It was absolutely. I mean, brilliant. that would certainly get the ratings through the roof. Yeah. It? So you gave it a lot of thought. That I as did. Well, yeah. Didn't you? I yeah, did man. on the hoof. Mm. Yeah. Uh, Caller Mike in York, a stalwart of the Perry Awards, scoops another one this week. He wins the gong for punchline of the week. When I was listening to Jeremy Corbyn, I thought, you know, I was going to get like free TV and <laughs> license and free bus pass. And, yeah. You know, free free dentistry. Yeah. And all I got free was house. free Palestine. <laughs> <laughs> almost, almost ruined his punchline. There. I know. It's quite good because he worked himself right up to I it. I know. As well. He was really good actually. Yeah. yeah, you ruined it for him. I did. Yeah. Right. Are you going to win one? Are you going to win one? Yeah. About Ever, time. Ever the charmer, Mike. You've won the Perry Award for compliment of the week. You're the sort of person who will get asked to go and do Strictly. <laughs> you will. I'm not joking. Yeah. Well, they've asked this nobody, this comedian Sean. <laughs> yeah. Why wouldn't they ask you? <laughs> it's true. I didn't quite mean it like that. It came across wrong. Well, that. well I've forgotten about that one yeah, as well. I that have. was not funny. No. No. Sorry. Nobody. Of course have, you're not a nobody. Very dare you. No. Uh, right. Working your way up to being a where, nobody. Where am I? <laughs> oh, I've lost the plot now. I Sorry. never had it in the first place. An old favourite now. Is that what I'm on now? Mike Graham wins the best impression for his take on Monty Python's old Yorkshire man sketch. I mean, your job title, food writer for Munchies at Vice. I don't mm-hmm. think that was an opportunity you know, five, no. ten years ago. We didn't have any food. I mean, we never wrote. <laughs> we certainly never. We certainly never wrote about food. We didn't have any supermarkets. We didn't have anything bigger than a corner shop to buy lots yeah, of canned right. goods in. Luxury. <laughs> we used to have to get out of the lake at three o'clock in the morning, clean the lake, eat a handful of hot gravel, work twenty hours a day at mill for twopence a month, come home, and Dad would beat us around the head and neck with a broken bottle if we were lucky. It's true. Do you have to explain who Monty Python are, though, uh, for some, the modern-day yeah, generation? Yes. Yeah. That bloke that does travel programmes uh, Yeah, now, he does, Used yeah, to be yeah. a comedian. <laughs> uh, the awards namesake, Katie Perrier, wins the next prize. It's for the most obvious Perrier moment. Perrier Award for Katie buying Dr Beats headphones. <laughs> and then I said, well, I thought I was really well, cool by Beats, saying that. Well, they're Beats, aren't they? Beats by Dr Dre. <laughs> It's not Dr. Beats. And the worst thing is, I turned around to the producer and was like, I am so down with the kids. I know yeah. what those headphones are called. And I got it wrong. Yes, you did. I'm afraid so. <laughs> Dr. Beats. Oh, God bless her. I know. I knew she was talking about that. That's a I thought strange she, thing. I didn't realise she'd got it wrong, to be honest. <laughs> Well, Until exactly. somebody pointed well, talking it out. of that, and it's not just Katie. Yeah. Mike wins the Down With The Kids Award for his use of language. We're going to talk now to Professor Mike Burton, a psychologist at the University of York, uh, who's been uh, involved in it. Involved in what? I don't know. In it? In it? In it? In it? In oh, it? Right. Oh, right. Okay. That was Down With is The Kids Award. Well, I've even forgotten why I said oh, that. In it? This is where it goes horribly wrong. <laughs>
I'm doing I my can't best. Explain I, that. I'm doing my best to, yeah. to raise the tone. Well, it's, yeah, do, do what you can. Right, and finally, yes. God for that, I'm glad to say that I've. Oh, hold on. I've won the Perry over Shutdown of the Week. <laughs> It's really not offensive. Calling someone well fit is not offensive. I don't think so. No. I know you've never I'm called me that. Tim. You've never called me that though. Have well, you? The, the reason is because you're not well fit. That's it, in <laughs> it. Now that was to say in it. In it. Down yeah. with the kid. Well fit. Oh, that's it for it. the. Oh, shut up. That's it for the Perry Awards. There'll be more next week. Oh my God. The 2018 Perrier Awards on Talk Radio. Well, I have to say that was about 100% better than last week. <laughs> last week was, yeah. I was... Um... Definitely improvement shown. <laughs> the Independent Republic of Mike Graham on Talk Radio. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.